All right. Hey, hey, hey. This is the Cheston Podcast. How's everybody doing out there? We're continuing on. All right. For the week of November 28th to December 4th. Okay. ID Magazine asked the question, is Taylor Swift our last remaining real pop star? Um, it's an article by Michael Craig. That's the name of the author. All right, so the art, um, the article, it calls Swift, quote-unquote, a powerful, record-breaking, streaming Goliath. All 20 songs from her 10th album that was just released, Midnight, that's the title of the album, um, they charted on the Billboard Hot 100, took up the whole top 10 in the first week it was released. Um, the album sold $2.5 million in the first month from its release. Okay, um, over 2 million tickets have been sold in her pre-sale with Ticketmaster. That's like huge. This is like the pre-sale that's selling out. And the article also says megastars like Madonna, Michael Jackson, and Britney have started to feel like relics from another time. And they also argue that an argument can be made for Beyonce and Rihanna, but they can't match Swift's sales. Okay, So this is my problem with this article. And I don't have a problem with um, Taylor Swift. Not at all. I think she's a great songwriter. Great songwriter. I give Taylor Swift her props on songwriting because she she can write some songs, okay? But um, I don't like that they put Madonna, Michael Jackson, and Britney in this article. I feel like those artists are... um, Way different artists than Taylor Swift. Same thing with Beyonce and Rihanna. I honestly feel like Taylor Swift is kind of her own um, kind of. I feel like the only thing that I feel like she really has inspired, you know, girl, you know, pop stars coming up after her, like Olivia Rodrigo, like girls like her. I feel like as far as the songwriting, once again, like I said, she's a she's a great songwriter. So I think. Um, her songwriting is inspiring these young girls to actually want to write their own songs and tell their own stories about situations that they've been through, you know, and I, I'm all for that. I, I, I personally, I personally like when artists write their own material or come up with their own concepts because I feel like music connects people and I feel like it, it makes, it helps me connect with the artists, especially when I find out if they wrote it there themselves so, you know, I could see how Taylor Swift, you know, touches people on that level, but I don't I don't compare her stardom with the likes of Michael Jackson, Britney Spears, and Madonna. You can easily put now you see how those names mesh well together, Madonna, Michael Jackson, and Britney Spears, because when we think of them we think of great stage performances. We think of great staged productions we think of great uh performers taylor swift is not a performer i'm just gonna say that she's not a performer she's not an entertainer that girl you know just writes songs on her guitar that resonates with a lot of people and there are a few songs not all her music like i didn't i'm not even gonna be mean and i'm not trying to be shady or anything like that i didn't listen to her last album midnight's I just feel like Taylor Swift's music does not resonate with what I'm going through at this moment in my life. Maybe, you know, years ago, you know, I, you know, there were some songs that I, you know, felt like, you know, um, 
especially the lyrics. They're like I felt like I connected with. And then on top of that, we had the same sun song. Um, song song. Yeah, sorry. We had the same sun sign. So she's a Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius, and there are a lot of songs that she has written where I'm like, dang, you know, that sounds like something a Sagittarius would say or how a Sagittarius would feel. So <clears throat> I give her her props on that. Just as far as an entertainer, a performer, you know, somebody that, that gives you something when they're on stage, I don't get that from Taylor Swift. And I feel like you can't align, you can't put her in the same um like the same name, the same the, the same space as a Madonna, Michael Jackson, and Britney Spears, because I have not seen any of Taylor Swift's performances that made me be like, oh dang, you know, you can compare her to Michael Jackson, you can compare her to Madonna, you can compare her to Britney Spears. No, not at all, not at all. I, I've seen her performances. There's nothing for me to say. That's all I'm going to say. There's nothing for me to say. I just feel like it's unfair to compare her to, you know, these other. And I get people are comparing her because of the sales. She's like doing stuff that and, you know, I mean, Taylor Swift is is, she's kind of safe. You know, she really doesn't do anything too wild or, or pushes the button, you know, pushes the envelope. Sorry, not the button. The uh, pushes the envelope. Like she really doesn't. She kind of plays it safe, and she's kind of all American. Like, so I see why she's selling like the way she sells. I I feel like a lot of, and I'm not trying to diss anybody. I just feel like a lot of Caucasian women, especially girls, Caucasian girls, white girls, they resonate with her music, and they're buying her music. They're eating it up. Like they feel like. That's who they can, you know, relate to at this moment. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I just feel like you can't put her in the same conversation space as a Beyonce, a Rihanna, a Madonna, a Michael Jackson, a Britney Spears, because she doesn't bring the stage presence or performances like they do. That's just in my opinion. All right, moving on. Will Smith sits down for... His first interview since the Oscar slap in March, he appeared on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Shout out to Trevor Noah before he, you know, left The Daily Show. He appeared. Uh, Smith, he admits that he had rage bottled up for a long time. And he says, quote unquote, he was going through something that night. Um, no shit. I think everybody, I think all of America could tell you were going through something that night. And then he goes on. He says, hurt people, hurt people. Okay, um, rhetorical. That was that was like not even needed. But okay, so he admits he cannot justify what he did. I don't even. Okay, he's doing. This is all promotion for this new uh, Apple movie that just came out on Apple TV, Apple Plus, or whatever. Um, Emancipation. It's a, a slave movie, a slave film starring Mr. Will Smith, and he was doing promotion for that. Of course, you know he still has to, you know, get people to want to watch him. You know, he still has to promote his work. You know. Even after the craziness that happened this, I can't even believe that that happened this year. I can't even believe this year is almost over, to be honest with you. But I am looking forward to 2023. So I am. I'm actually, I am. <laughs> I am. I, I can't believe that this year is almost over because I'm so looking forward to 2023. There's so much more. Um, I just feel like a big excitement is coming with 2023. But anyways, 
Moving on, Wednesday, the series, it breaks the record for the most hours viewed in a single week for an English language series on Netflix, clocking in at 341.23 million views, okay? Surpassing Stranger Things 4, the series also is criticized for race, uh, racist characterize, characterize, uh, characters, uh, characterizations and undertones for how it depicts people of color. Black actors are portrayed as villains and bullies. Um, the character Bianca, Bianca Barclay is a mean girl and character Lucas Wilson is a bully and the son of a corrupt mayor who also owns Pilgrim Land. In 2016, Burton made comments while promoting Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, the movie, he responded to Samuel L. Jackson's comment, um, the actor Samuel L. Jackson, he commented, he made a comment and said that he was the only black person in a Tim Burton film. There's a lot of, I've been hearing a lot of whispers and controversy about this behind the scenes. A lot of people are, you know, saying Mr. Burton is a, a racist. Um, <clears throat> and I get how some people can see, you know, uh, say that these, uh, you know, these characters, uh, Bianca Barclay and Lucas Wilson, um, you know, have racist characterizations and undertones, but I, I, I did not get that watching it. I didn't feel like there was any racism, you know, and you guys have to remember that the lead character, um, Gina Ortega, uh, she's Puerto Rican. She's Mexican and Puerto Rican. And the father that plays Gomez, he's a Puerto Rican actor, uh, Luis Guzman. So I, I, I really don't see that with this series. It was a great series, by the way. I loved it. It was so cool and modern. I love the whole, you know, we have a school with kids with gifts, you know, with magic, you know, different abilities. I thought, I thought that was awesome. Um, anything that resonates, you know, anything that feels like, I feel like Harry Potter changed the game with that. You know, coming up with a school with, you know, different houses and, you know, it, I, I, you know, I just, I like shows now. You can tell that everybody's trying to f follow that formula. Let's, let's make up this magical school where we have different types of magical being, you know, I, it's pretty awesome. I, I, I liked it. It was really good. Um, <clears throat> but, um, like I said, the lead character Wednesday is Puerto Rican and Mexican, uh, Miss Jenna Tur Ortega. And the father is uh, Puerto Rican actor Luis Guzman. So I, I don't really see the racial undertones and characterizations. So, Moving on. Bad Bunny is named Spotify's most streamed artist of 2022 and Billboard's top artist. Shout out to Bad Bunny because he has been doing the damn thing for 2022. He has. He really has. People, I, if, if you don't know who Bad Bunny is, he's like the artist that other artists are watching because he is doing the thing as far as numbers and everything. So um, he had the biggest album for 2022. Okay. And this is his third year being Spotify's top artist, okay? Um, number two, well, on Spotify's list, number two is Taylor Swift, number three is Drake, number four is The Weeknd, and number five is BTS. So this is the year. As far as charts and streaming, Bad Bunny is doing the damn thing. He's really, really kicking butt and taking numbers. So shout out to Bad Bunny. All right. People magazine reports Good Morning America's Amy Robot and TJ Holmes both shut down Instagram accounts hours after photos surfaced of the two together in New York. Now, 
I know. I was like, well, what is this? What's the big deal about this story? Why Why is this such an inter- interest for people? Because they're, they're not famous anchors. They're only becoming famous because, you know, of the scandal and everything. But there's so much more to this story. When, when I f- got into it, I was like, oh, my God, this is kind of messy. All right. So let me just continue. All right. So photos of... Uh, Photos of them holding hands and cozying up at a bar in New York City. Sources say that their friendship turned romantic in June. Okay. Robach is married to an actor. Holmes is married to an attorney. And they both were married in 2010. Okay. So listen to this, you guys. Sources say they both ended their marriage in August. The pair's chemistry, quote unquote, had been on display in the newsroom. The couples used to go on double dates together. Okay. Now, listen to this. Holmes, come to find out, Mr. T.J. Holmes cheated on his wife with a married Good Morning America producer before the affair with Robach. And it was a three-year affair that started in 2016, and they both confided in Robach about the affair. Now, if she's really dating this guy, and you you know you you've seen him in action you know that this dude is like a two-timer and honey i don't i don't know how she's not seeing that it's going to eventually happen to her but good luck to them if this is what they're trying to do if they're they're pursuing this and trying to go public with it and want to be together if they really are you know in love or feeling each other but this is kind of messy and the, even more detailed stuff is, is coming out about this stuff. But we're going to continue to follow that story. So moving on. Rolling Stone names Renaissance as the best album of 2022, which I definitely agree. Beyonce deserves it. She deserves album of the year at the 2023 Grammys. And she better win it. <laughs> That's all I know. Okay. Now. Moving on, Kanye West's Twitter account has been, I know, I know people are like, we still have to talk about Kanye. I mean, for me, I feel like he, the, we, we do need to keep an eye on Kanye because remember, he's losing everything. A lot of things is spinning out of control for him. So I, we have to keep an eye on him because Kanye is a loose cannon. So I have to, I have to, you know, keep, I have to keep watching this man unfold, you know, but anyways, his Twitter account has been suspended after he posted a photo of a swastika merged with a star of David. Okay. So I guess that's his campaign logo for his 2024 presidential campaign run that he's, he's, you know, um, attempting to do. Um, but before he was, um, you know, suspended, suspended on Twitter, he also alleged that he once caught, quote-unquote, Kim K, Kim Kardashian, his ex-wife, with NBA player Chris Paul, who plays for the Phoenix Suns. Um, Kim's camp, they say it's not true. Now, mind you that their divorce was settled on Monday. Hold on. Which was, I'm going to say, November 28th. Their divorce was settled on November 28th, which was a Monday. And in that same week is when he was, you know, going crazy, tweeting all this stuff about her and Chris Paul. So you got to remember, Kanye's still in his feelings in this week uh, about what's been going on between him and Kim. Um, They settled their divorce on Monday. Um, They have joint custody with equal access to their four children. Um, Kim will continue to have, you know, the children 80 percent of the time. And Kanye is set to pay $200,000 a month in child support and 50% of school expenses and security, which is so freaking crazy to me. Kim is a billionaire. 
Why does she need two hundred thousand dollars of child support? Child support. Let me tell y'all something. Kim is a me, me, me person. Don't ever get it twisted. Kim is always like Kim. I think that's a trip because any other woman I know would have been like, I am a billionaire. I can do it. You you make sure you're taking care of them when they're with you, and I'm taking care of them when they're with me. You know. I just I don't see why she needs two hundred thousand dollars a month, and but that's their agreement. I'm sure he agreed to it. I'm sure he feels like he probably wants to make up for not. You know, she does have the children eighty percent of the time, so he's trying to make up for you know only you know being around them twenty percent of the time. So, all right. Paper Magazine reports Savage Fenty has been fined one point two million for defrauding customers. A lawsuit was filed by Santa Clara County and four other California local governments alleged the company defrauded customers by automatically enrolling them in Brands VIP plan, in the Brands VIP plan. Now, everybody has to be aware, you know, you have to watch out for these new websites and these new, you know, you, you do because they're getting sneakier and they're getting better at um, adding charges on before you get to the checkout and then you're like what the what the heck i you know this is way more than what you know it, it, they're getting very clever with ways of adding on stuff that is not needing is not needed at all but okay so the vip plan it costs 49.95 a month right so if customers don't click the normal price buttons on items they will purchase the item with the extra vip discount therefore enrolling automatically in the monthly plan and the customers don't even know this so i'm gonna keep on going so several complaints were made to the better business bureau that they felt that they were enrolled in the program deceptively and the process to cancel was complicated it's always complicated to, to cancel because they don't they don't want you to take your money and go somewhere else they want to keep you know charging you that monthly charge that you think they that they think you're not seeing every month but okay this is like every business is doing this now. This is like a tactic, basically. But okay, so the complaints, get this, the complaints have been, the, the, the complaints started in 2020. So this has been going on for two years. Okay, so Savage Fenty has since cooperated with the investigation and has made changes to its website, automatic renewal notices, and its store credit and advertising policies. That's a boss, okay? Rihanna said, we're going to correct this. We're not going to deal with this again, and we're going to change a few things. And she did that. Thank you, Rihanna. But you guys be watching out for those extra charges. That's how they're doing it now. Like I said before, if you don't click the normal price buttons on items, <laughs> which is crazy. It shouldn't even be like this. But, yeah, they're definitely, these companies, these brands are trying to find new ways to make money off of consumers. So you, you just got to be attentive to what you're you're purchasing and, and what's all included when you purchase. All right. So for uh, let, let's go ahead and go um, the top streaming services in the United States for 2022. Uh, number one is Prime Video. I don't know how that is crazy to me. Number two is Netflix. Netflix should have been number one because everybody watches Netflix. Number three is Hulu. Number four is Disney Plus, and number five is HBO Max. So these are the top streaming services that everybody in America is, you know, watching uh, for the year of 2022. I cannot believe Prime Video is number one, but it did have a lot of good stuff that came out, like the Lord of the, the Lord of the Rings uh, series. I did not get to finish that. 
I need to get to, you know, to finish that. I only, I only had like two episodes left, but it was great. It was freaking good. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a huge fan of The Lord of the Rings. Every time I tried to watch the movie, I tried to get into it in high school because I was into Harry Potter. So I'm like, well, if this is about magic too, maybe I can get into this. Tried to watch it a couple times, kept on falling asleep. You know, kept on falling asleep to the movie and then waking up to talking trees, like completely lost. So there's so much going on. But I felt like the series on Amazon that came out this year it was way more better. It wasn't as maybe because it was in, in episodes, it didn't feel as long or um, the storyline didn't feel like drawn out. It didn't lose me. I don't know why. I was actually interested in it. The visual effects was everything. You know, I don't know if they actually, if they're using like a green screen for the background and the scenery in there, or if they actually did like fly out of the country and go to like Iceland, Ireland, you know, to film in all those places with the greenery and all that. But it's gorgeous. Loved it. Um, but I just, I'm kind of just still in shock that Prime Video is number one. But anyways. That was all the topics for this week. Make sure you subscribe, share, and like on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to follow the Cheston Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. A new episode will be, well, we're taking a hiatus from the 26th to the 8th. Okay, so from December 26th to January 8th, there will be a two-week hiatus. And then I will be back on January 9th with a fresh brand new episode for the year of 2023 all right you guys take care of yourself take care of each other thank you peace